Good morning. We're studying the, the book of Leviticus. And the question is, why to deal with the book of Leviticus in a time such as this? It has to do with amplifying the work of the cross. What Jesus has done for us on the cross of Calvary. Magnifying, really, the place of His death and resurrection and ascension. At the same time, looking at the priesthood. You see, the priesthood today is being dealt with differently. Especially in areas of our church. Uh, that uh, In churches that are, that are in revival. There's a church west of here that has had, uh, in six months, 200 people come to Christ. And so there is revival everywhere. But the priesthood is also required. And so, I want to read chapter 10 a little bit and deal with this. It says, chapter 10 of Leviticus, verse 1. And Nadab and Abhu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord which he commended them not. And there went out fire from the Lord and devoured and they did die before the Lord. Then Moses said unto Aaron, This is that to the Lord's this is this is is it that the Lord spoke, saying, Moses saying to Aaron, I will be sanctified in them who come near me, and before all the people I'll be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. There's a lot in here. I know this is the King James. Uh, it's a little bit uh, difficult to explain. So let me get a, a King James a NIV Bible. And, and what I do is to sort of uh, read it to you in the NIV. And also, uh, it will sort of uh, clarify these three verses because they're very important in, in order to understand that way. Leviticus chapter 10, uh, verses 1, 2, and 3. Amen? There that, that it is. And I'll read it. It says very simply, Aaron's sons Nadab and Abhu took their censer, put fire on them, and added incense. And they offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, contrary to His command. So the fire came from the presence of the Lord and consumed them. And they, and they, they died before the Lord. Moses said unto Aaron, this is what the Lord spoke when He said, among those who approach me, I will show myself holy in the sight of all the people. I will be honored. Aaron remained silent. So now you get a, 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 a better idea of, uh, of, of Leviticus verses 1, 2, and 3. By the way, let's explain. The incense was a altar a small altar that stood in the middle of the holy place, the candlesticks on the left, the Portuguese is candelabra, 
or or the or the uh, candlestick, and then on the right side, a, ta- a, a table with the shoe bread or the bread without yeast, and then the altar of incense. And the altar of incense is a 24-hour service that the priests would deal with it. And it says here that the oldest two sons of Aaron brought their censer and put fire on the altar of incense. That's nothing wrong with that. That's what the priest is supposed to do. But the problem is that they lit the censer and they touched the altar of incense uh, to burn the incense before the Lord. And that's when God took their lives. So, there's a lot of a lot of understanding of that. What is that was wrong? What is that uh, it didn't take place? So let's take a look at that. Uh, in Exodus chapter 24, and I have to open these scriptures uh, uh, in order to sort of uh, share with him. Exodus chapter 24, verse verse one, it says this. And he said unto Moses, Come upon to the Lord, you and Aaron and Adab and Abhu, the two oldest sons. So the Lord said unto Moses, Bring those two men in my presence. In the seventy of the elders of Israel, you shall worship afar off. Don't come any closer. Notice that uh, as, as the law is given on Mount Sinai, the presence of the Lord is beginning to to come closer to his people. As a matter of fact, if you go to Leviticus chapter 10, uh, you're going to see an approximation begin to form between God and his people. So much so that uh, uh, God says to, on chapter 9, God says to Moses, uh, prepare the people. And, uh, and Moses said, this is the thing which the Lord commanded that you should uh, do, and the glory of the Lord shall appear unto you. So n- notice the proximity, the glory, uh, in the in the fire and the smoke and Mount Sinai. Now comes into the tent of the congregation in the Median Desert, and now God is showing His glory closer to the people. Notice the proximity. As the proximity of God come upon your life, it increases the requirements. And so, as you grow spiritually, and you have more knowledge about the presence of God, then it increases more demand. All of us are like this. All of us go through this. And so, the two elder sons of Aaron come before the Lord, and they take their censer, and they lit their censer, when in fact all the fire that came out of the the brazen altar is supposed to out of the brazen altar come in into uh, into the altar of incense, but they simply just now I don't know if that's the case, but you're talking about two older boys of Aaron and the seventy elders of Israel, uh, perhaps exalted above measure because they had so much revelation. I don't know pride or perhaps being able to be in the presence of Lord, but establishing your desire, your will, 
and what things are done. And the Lord commanded specific things to be done. So the fire that's supposed to be used on the brazen altar was ignored. They brought their own censer. Now that speaks about the abuse of the holy things of God. And of course we're in a time today when the altar of the church is the focal point, the cross and the altar. You know, the rail and the altar is, is the, uh, the division between the holy and the holy of holies. And so there is a movement in America that whoever be in the holy place representing God, the rule is going to change. The rule of worshiping and praising God is about to change. And so the cross is being tested as sufficient for our sins. If we confess our sins, He is faithful to forgive us. The rules of the game is changing. And so, let's talk about the sense a little bit. This is the first time that I found the word censor. Because it occurred before only in the connection with a gold candlestick. In Exodus 25, 38. Or, or as the pan receiving the ashes from the brazen altar would be taken outside of the camp. And he talks about the censer in Exodus 27, 3. And so the fact here is that there are a lot of information about the censer. But there's no previous mention of censers added to the priests. In other words, the, the, the rule was that the fire would come from the brazen altar unto the altar of incense. And these two young men took upon themselves to deal with it in a different way. So incense was to be burned in the golden altar twice daily. So during the day, uh, twice they would come and burn incense before the Lord in the altar of incense. And of course at night, uh, uh, during the day, uh, in the morning they would trim down the fire. And at night they would increase the fire. And so every priest would have to have a censer taking the fire from the brazen altar and put into, into the altar of incense. It's done. It does not certainly appear from the narrative of this scripture that the time that uh, Nadab and Abihu uh, broke the law. I don't know. But it, it seems to me that the night time will be the time in which this happened. Because, because light is needed. More light and more fire is needed in the middle of the night. Why did the Lord wanted the altar of incense to burn in the middle of the night hotter than during the day? I don't know. But our prayers, all that we want to seek the Lord, are, are, are intensified in the night. Now, they came and offered strange fire. means something was wrong. The sin of Adab and Abhu is always described in Numbers 3 verse 4. So let's take a look at this in order to understand uh, Numbers chapter 3. Go into verse 4. Numbers chapter 3 verse 4. And Adab and Abhu died before the Lord 
when they offered strange fire before the Lord in the wilderness of the Sinai. And they had no children. Now let's read a little more. In this year, Nathamar ministered to the priest's office in the sight of Aaron, their father. So God cannot uh, uh, abide sin, abide sin in any form. Or, and when there is sin against the cross, it was the sin of Adab and Abhu, is meaning that you create a different order. You see, today we're creating a different order at the altar of incense, at the altar of the, of the sanctuary. Whoever's supposed to be there, and the rules are, are being defined in a different way. And when you change the rules, you have to deal with God. The tragedy in this sense today, this sin, the sin of strange fire, is being committed today as never before. And the result is death. And so I say to you that uh, those of you who are in the position of leadership within the church, if you're going to change the rules of order as related to the altar of God, you're going to be responsible before the Lord as to what you do. I'm talking about those who have decided to change the rules of order as to the altar. And so, strange fire. The way it's supposed to, to have consisted in the offering of incense, prepared according to the directions given, in the directions of the how to do the incense order, is are in Exodus 30, verse 34. So let's go over there. Uh, I have to do a lot of scripture today. Exodus 30. Amen. And we find it very... 30, 34. So let's take a look at that. Exodus 30. Verse 34. Listen to this. And the Lord said unto Moses... This is in Exodus. Take unto you sweet spices, stactic, anica, galbadon, these three sweet spices with pure frankincense. Of each shall there be a like weight, meaning that the measure of these spices is supposed to be even, the same in all of them. And, uh, and you shall make it a perfume in confection after the art of a pactory, tempered together, pure and holy, prepared by one who was skilled in this thing to do this. And you shall beat some of it very small and put it before the testament in the tabernacle of the congregation where I will meet with you. And it shall be unto you a most holy place. And as for the perfume which shall make, you shall not make of your, to yourself according to the composition thereof. It shall be unto you holy unto the Lord. Whosoever shall make like unto that, so smell thereto, shall even be cut off from, from his people. Meaning, don't change the rule, don't change the order. Even all of these spices supposed to be in the same weight, and they're mixed together with frankincense and burned before the altar. So, when you look at this, you begin to understand that anything different than that is breaking the order. Exodus 30, verse 9. Go to chapter 30 of Exodus. 
and go to verse 9. And it says this, You shall offer no strange incense thereon. The incense poured on the burning coals. See, the brazen altar, it's about, uh, I say, one, one and a half meters uh, square, three, three feet squared. And uh, there are coals at the bottom of that, fire underneath, taken from the brazen altar, <coughs> and put on the coals. And as the coals be, would get hot, in this reddish, 24 hours a day. You know, it was trimmed during the day. But at night, it was, it was enlarged. And, and this, uh, this, in, this, 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 this incenses, this uh, uh, spices would be mixed together and poured on top of the altar of incense. Now, as the, as the, as the spices would touch the coal, you could smell the aroma raising before God, and, and it would take the whole place would be consumed by the sweet smell of the aroma of the Lord. And so, and so, the incense poured on the burning coals had to be that which the Lord had designed, and no other kind. Anything else would be called strange incense and would be unacceptable. As we later will study, the incense was made in the ingredients which pictured and portrayed Christ in His atoning work. That in that alone is what God will recognize. No, in other words, you begin to get a clear idea that the Lord designed the altar of incense as a holy thing. And so if the priests that served the altar of incense did something different, it would not be pleasing to God. Now it does not seem likely that the new priests who had now been eight days in the court, because you see, after you did the, the atonement offering, you had to <coughs> remain in the tent of the congregation seven days. Maybe they wouldn't have be able to, in seven days, they, uh, they, they, they thought that they could change the rule and the order. And so, I don't know how in the world these two priests did what they did, but they caused anger before the Lord. Sin is supposed to have been in the offering of the incense at the time not appointed. It had to be something to do with the timing. It had to do something where the fire came from. And so seeing this, you have an idea that the brazen altar wasn't that a disorganized type of burning animal meat without balance, without order, without reason. In other words... God instituted the Holy Communion. To change the Holy Communion in the way we do it, it not makes any sense. And so if we're changing the order of the altar in terms of the place of the priest in the altar, then we're going to change everything else to do with Holy Communion and also uh, having to do with Pentecost and having to do with Calvary, having to do with the cross. 
So there is an attack upon the life of the church today as it was in the time of Moses. Now let's talk about verse 2. Now let's go back to Leviticus. Amen? Uh, in, 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 uh, chapter 10. And Adab and Abhud the sons of Aaron took either of them censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord which he commanded them not. And there went uh, out fire from the Lord. Now, that's an interesting verse. It's a miraculous fire. Because if it came from the Lord, it had to come from the from the from the the Holy of Holies. What's in the Holy of Holies? The Ark of the Covenant. So you have fire. Now, before this fire gets anywhere, it had to actually actually go through the veil. Now, if you go to the veil, wouldn't the veil be burning with fire? But it didn't. The fire that came from the Lord. Now, going to, going to Leviticus 9.24 for just a moment. 9.24 Now, this is offering of the people to the Lord and Look at uh, and Aaron lift up his hand toward the people and blessed them. By the way, uh, this is not the Pentecostal. This is Aaron blessing them. It's a sign of the blessing of God. And bless the people, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto the people. That's verse twenty-three, Leviticus nine. And then look at verse twenty-four. And there came a fire out from before the Lord. It came from the Holy of Holies, actually from the Ark of the Covenant, you're right. And passed through the veil, hanging curtains at front without burning it. And consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat. So, so in chapter 10, we're talking about a fire that came from the Lord. It go through all the curtains, it, it consumed the life of two of Aaron's older sons. It not consumed their bodies. Or even their clothing. If they came thus strongly excited with their glowing fire in the half darkness of the night, they have they may have set themselves on fire. No. They didn't set themselves on fire or they were not drunk. The fire came from the Lord. What I'm saying to you is that as the church of the 21st century comes into a newness of understanding the cross, understanding the presence of the Holy Spirit, look, pastors run away from me. I've been to a wedding, I've been to a funeral uh, this month, in which the pastors, when they saw me, they turned around and walked the other way. Why? Because I've been talking about the, the, the fire of the Holy Spirit too many times. And what I'm saying to you is that God will consume you with fire because you're changing the rules of the game. Now, this happened before in other places. Go to Second Samuel chapter 6, verse 7. 
If you find it, find Second Samuel, chapter six, verse verse seven. It says, "And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error, and there he died by the ark of the covenant." What Uzzah did, he touched the ark of the covenant. You see, the things of God are holy. The things of God are pure. And when you take advantage of the things of God, you're going to have to answer to the Lord. Look, the money that comes in from hundreds and hundreds of people, you misuse it for your personal benefit. You're going to have to answer before the Lord. There are ministries today that are not open to examination because they want nobody to know what they do with the Lord's money. I want you to know that RBM has two accounts. One account is called Paul account. And everybody knows what's there. The other account is called easy checking. <laughs> and that's where the money for missions go. You know, this week I'm supposed to send $8,000 to Peru. We received a check yesterday. Now today... We're going to send this $8,000 to Peru. Why? Because we don't keep money. We keep a, an emergency account in order to handle situations that come before us. But what I'm saying to you is that for me to take that money and put it on my account, uh, that's not going to be good. That's that's that strange offering. Amen? And so, the cross is there to forgive our sins and to cleanses. When fire from the Lord comes upon your life, there's got to be a, a, a reason why. And what I'm saying to you today is that you need to examine your life. You need to examine your ministry. You cannot have an account locked up somewhere where you take care of it and take benefit to your pleasing. And to, it's not of the Lord. <coughs> now, Amen? Let's take a look at uh, verse 3. I know this is perhaps a difficult Bible study to do on Leviticus, but I'm the guy who's supposed to do that. Amen? I'm supposed to, to chew, the, chew, chew what's hard to chew and talk to you. So let's go to Leviticus chapter 10. Now, verse 3. Okay? And then Moses said unto Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke, saying, I will be sanctified in them who come near me. I will be sanctified in them who come near me. Meaning that if you come uh, doing God's will in your life, it blesses God and sanctifies Him. It purifies. And in other words, my life before the Lord is to bring Him honor and glory and praise. If I do something wrong, I have the cross to ask forgiveness. I repent of my sin before God. And that should be enough when you carry the burden of the cross or the guilty of the cross upon your life. You have, you, 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 contrary to the, the cross, the cross will wipe away all my sins. This is what the, this is what the Lord spoke. Again and again. In other words, the very words have been spoken, although not recorded. Preachers are continually 
designated as those who come nigh to God. Priests are essential. They come nigh. They come holy. They come pure. They come humble. They come clean before the Lord, asking forgiveness for the people of God. But when I have a bone with my censer, and I do a fire that is not pleasing to God, I have to respond to God. And so let's take a look at this. Okay? Go to Exodus 29.44. Are you with me now? Exodus 29.44. Exodus 29.44. This will be a this will bless your socks off. Here you go. Twenty nine forty four. And he says this I will sanctify the tabernacle of the congregation in the altar. I will sanctify the tabernacle of the congregation in the altar. So in the consecration of the priest on chapter eight of uh, of Leviticus, God told them to anoint every single item in that altar. Now, if you look to a normal church today, you have the organ, you have the set of drums, you have the pulpit, you have the microphone, you have all the objects of worship which are instruments. You have the furniture, you have the pews, you have the lights. God says, anoint everything with all. Every piece of it. And in those days, the utensils of the Lord were in the hundreds. You have a fire that's burning, hot. You need a pan with a long pole, at least 10, 15, 10 feet or 15 feet, to take a piece of meat weighing about 10 pounds and three priests holding gloves, touching that hot fire and putting it on the altar to sacrifice before. I mean, there were, that was an exercise. I mean, you're talking about uh, uh, the brazen altar is 24-7. Now, what, what, what I just finished reading, uh, Exodus 29, 44. And I will sanctify the tabernacle of the congregation in the altar. In other words, if I'm there, I'm sanctifying it. But I want you to sanctify and anoint with oil. So imagine someone who does not consider sin, sin, coming before the Lord and touching you and telling you that there's no sin in what you do. That's serious business. I, 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 I tell you, there will be a lot of funerals happening in the church in the coming years because you're designating and you are changing the rules of the game. I will satisfy also both Aaron and his sons to minister to me in the priest's office. Right. God sanctify Abhu and, 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 and the other boy, the two older boys, but they broke the rule. Will that apply today when you simply say that the rules of the game are changing and we're going to do it differently? Do you think you're going to be spared? Look at 19, uh, which is, uh, of course, Exodus 19.22. Go back to Exodus 19.22. 19.22, it says this. And let the priests also, who come near to the Lord, sanctify themselves. Lest the Lord break forth upon them. 
None were excluded concerning this warrant. None were excluded, including Moses. Now you say, Rick, can God forgive the sins? But you have to confess it. Can God give you eternal life? But you have to confess it. Can God forgive my sin from changing the rules? Yes, you forgive, but you have to confess it. If you repent before the Lord, if you ask Him forgiveness, and I don't see none of that coming. I don't see no priests bowing before God and asking forgiveness. They write. They're going to deal with it. They're going to do their way. They're going to manhandle it, accuse, forsake, harass, rob, steal, and rob, and expect to get away with it. Not too sure. Look at Leviticus 8.33. Now, let's go to Leviticus now. 8, verse 33. Are you all helping me now? You guys in the, in, in, in the studio this morning, are you helping me? And it says, And you shall not go out of the door of the tabernacle of the congregation in seven days. For seven days shall be consecrated to you. Priests were under order to, to, to submit. Submit to God. That's what consecration means. Submission. And as you submit to God, ask Him forgiveness and repent, the Holy Spirit will forgive you and, re- and you'll be blessed of the Lord. Good. We covered three verses. I'll continue sometime tomorrow. Lord bless you. Eu quero ser um testemunho. Remove o erro e crie o bem em mim. Estrela, alva, brilhe em mim. 